Cool. Nice. Okay. Good to go. All right. Then let's get into it. Hello, everyone, and oh, welcome we also... to... Fuck, Matt. Sorry, God sorry. Damn it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I wanted to mention, are you going to mention the Amiibos? Welcome to Gamers on the Go, a podcast dedicated solely to those games you can take with you. I'm your host, Chase Kennecke. Today's show is on Metroid Samus Returns, and my guest is the ever-present Matt Jiggy-san Jaguar. Hi, Matt. How are you doing, buddy? Hey, Chase. Look who, who look who's returned. It's Yes. <laughs> Metroid Jiggy-san Returns. Uh, yep. It's good to have you back. Uh, it's been... <laughs> I've got I've got in my office here like days or not days shows since Matt Jaguar was on Gamers on the Go and uh, <laughs> I think I have a one written there and I have to wipe it down to zero. What was the last episode you were on? Do you remember? Uh oh shit! What was the last episode? It was uh was it about DS? Uh, just a, oh, a retrospective yeah. about uh, DS or 3DS? It's one of those. Yes, I believe you uh, are and we, right. And we, Gave our favorite uh, DS and 3DS games. Yeah, just we, as a we were little little down. retrospective. Yeah, we did like a top twenty-five thing. Um, actually, no, it's been, yeah, it's been a few shows. Uh, I did Pokemon X and Y. I did her story. The last one, yes, yep. was we did the top twenty-five DS games, uh, and that was fun. Man, we should do we should do that again. Yep. Reset the clock though. Yeah, we could do it with the we could do it with the GPA, and I bet you'd try mm. to bring up Metroid again. Uh, I'd probably bring up a couple of Metroid games. <laughs> yeah, I bet, you, I bet you would. I bet you would, wouldn't you? Um, anyway, we're here to talk about Metroid Samus Returns, which is a 2017 Nintendo 3DS game uh, developed by Mercury Steam and Nintendo EPD, published by Nintendo. Um, we'll get into it much deeper later, but uh, the general thing goes, uh, Metroid Dread is coming out here, or is out uh, we're recording this on October 5th. It comes out October 8th, so, you know, timely. Mm. Um, yep. Excited, excited. Ooh, ooh. You, it's been 19 you... years, Chase. It's 19 years. What? What does that even mean? What does that <laughs> reference Time has mean? no meaning. <laughs> 19 years since uh, what? Since the last 2D Metroid. That's not true. Uh, the last original Metroid and the fifth installment in the series. Come on, dude. Metroid 5. It's in the title. This It was in the title, and then they immediately 2002 wiped it away. It's been a long time, man. A long fucking time. Okay. Wait. Well, hang, hang on. You're saying 2002. That would have been Metroid Fusion. You're, yep. So this, this game we're talking about right now that came out in 2017 is a 2D Metroid game. But it's a it's a remake, <laughs> like Zero Mission. It's a remake. It's not a, right. not original. We'll, we'll get into although it. We'll there's get plenty it. original in it. I, I'll admit that's true. That's true. Okay, um, little background. I do not love the Metroid franchise. I do not love Metroidvanias in general. I've only played mm. a handful of them. 
Uh, I like Guacamole. I liked uh, Gato Robato. Uh, that was that was pretty cool. I just don't like these games. I, I've despite never had my, a good despite time. Despite my best efforts. Yes, and this this whole the we're doing the show because of your best efforts, um, <laughs> because you've you've wanted me to play this for a while. Uh, I picked it up a while ago, and then with Metroid Dread coming out, I thought, okay, let's let's do this because I'm actually genuinely interested in Metroid Dread, and I do not know why. Uh, but <laughs> I thought, well, that second let's... trailer got you, man. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, but it was <laughs> I just had this thought of like what what is this i should really give this a fair shot and let's see you know how the how the the franchise has played let's let's play something else here uh mercury steam is developing both or co-developing uh both uh they they co-developed metroid samus returns and they're also co-developing metroid dread so if there's anything that could tell me would i like metroid dread it's probably playing metroid samus returns and, uh, and just seeing what that's all about. So we'll get into our personal thoughts later. But let's uh, talk more about the story of Metroid Samus Returns. And that starts with talking about the developers. And let's talk about a little bit about Mercury Steam. They're a Spanish mm. game developer. And they've worked on such games as American McGee Presents Scrapland. Clive Barker's Jericho. Classic. I remember both of those. <laughs> uh, Never played probably, either, but I, I remember them. Insane. Probably most importantly, though, they play. They made Castlevania: Lords of Shadow one and two, and also Castlevania: uh, Lords of Shadow: Mirror of Fate, which was the two D, three DS Metroidvania game, which is kind of the reason that they uh, they got to work with Nintendo on this Metroid game. Uh, they've also mm-hmm. since then play uh, made a game called Space Lords, which is a four versus one player free to play online shooter, which seems interesting. Uh, mm. And then, like I said, Metroid Dread, which is about to come out. Uh, they co-developed it with Nintendo EPD. That is the Entertainment Planning Division, I think. Division? Department? One of those? Um, and Nintendo EPD, they're, I would say they're known for making some of the most mad versions of your favorite Nintendo franchises. Like uh, The Legend of Zelda Triforce Heroes. Or Animal Crossing <laughs> Amiibo Festival. Or Star Fox Zero. Or Super Mario Maker for the 3DS. Like, there's just like, I don't, I don't know, fellas. Maybe you guys aren't making the cream of the crop. Although they They're also trying something different every time. At least it's true. Like, gotta give them that. Well, you know what you can give them. They they worked on Breath of the Wild, Super Mario Odyssey, Splatoon 2, and Animal Crossing: New Horizons. So maybe they actually do know what they're doing. Maybe. Yeah, possible. Maybe. They've made like a good a decent game or two in their time. And uh and like we said, they are also co-developing Metroid Dread. Uh Metroid Samus Returns is a 3DS remake of the original Game Boy game, Metroid 2, The Return of Samus, which is not going to be confusing at all. We will definitely not mix up the two <laughs> names of these games. They couldn't be further not from each all. other. Definitely. Definitely no problem. Uh, well, the story One has a of two Me- in the title, obviously. Right, sure. That's that's the, and then Samus and Returns are flipped. You get you get it mm. now. It just makes total sense. Uh, the story of Metroid Samus Returns starts around 2012 with uh, Yoshio Sakamoto. He's kind of the Metroid guy. He he's not the original creator of the original Metroid, but he did work on the original Metroid game, and he's worked on uh, most of them, or most of the ones mm. that you like. Uh, most of the non-prime games, the the 2D ones. He is. 
he is on that. Not that people don't like Prime, but you know, we're we're talking 2D Metroid here. Um, he was the he was a designer on Metroid One. He was a director of Super Metroid. He was a director of Metroid Fusion, and he was a director of Metroid Zero Mission and also Metroid Other M. And uh, you know, this guy who makes 2D Metroid games was thinking to himself, "I would like to play. I would like to make another 2D Metroid game. Go figure, right?" Um, <laughs> And because at this time, again, 20, 2012, uh, one of these Metroid games, one of these 2D Metroid games, hadn't really been made since 2004 Zero Mission, unless you count Metroid Other M. Matt, do you count Metroid Other M as a 2D Metroid game? Uh, not really, but there are elements to it that are kind okay. of like a 2D Metroid. Um, Matt, do you count Metroid Other probably... M as a Metroid game? <laughs> Yes, I count it as a Metroid game. Uh, Do you count it as a good know, it, game? I count it as having some interesting ideas. The story yeah. and the narrative uh, delivery, I do not count those as good ideas mm. at, in the slightest. Uh, like you see that opening cutscene that kind of summarizes the final battle in Super Metroid, and it just looks like it looks bad. It looks really goofy and bad. Uh, but, you know, there, it's it, it kind of tries to capture that lightning of like being uh, isolated on a space station sort of. Uh, but yeah, those, those moments where you are taking orders and uh, this, the Samus, you have permission to use the Viera suit, even though you're, you're clearly dying right now from overheating. <laughs> it's like, Oh God damn it. I, uh, you know, it's one I, I should try to finish. I do like, I do appreciate its level design. I appreciate this idea mm-hmm. of, 2d spaces and then being able to kind of go 2.5d or even just straight up 3d at some points and Mm -hmm. and mess around and and play around in backgrounds that stuff seems really cool i kind of wish they would continue on that route that seems neat uh they will not though because metroid other m did not do very well for them and i think that's kind of what killed the idea of 2d metroid for nintendo uh going forward because really the Prime game started, and the Prime game sold very well. Those are just first-person shooters, 3D first-person shooters, and uh, and those just took off. So it became all Prime all the time at Nintendo, who uh, who put out, let's see, between Zero Mission and this game. So between 2004 and uh, 2017, we got Metroid Other M, which we talked about, uh, but we also got Prime 1, Prime 2... Uh, Prime Pinball, Prime Hunters, which I like. <laughs> yep. I like Prime Hunters. You will like. I don't like Metroid games, but I do like Prime Hunters. You like you like the Prime Hunters multiplayer. If I I, recall. I also do like the Metroid Prime. Yeah, you're right. I probably like the multiplayer more than I like the single player. The, the, the single player in Prime <laughs> Hunters is it's okay. It leaves the level design certainly leaves something to be desired yeah, in that game. Yeah, it's not the best. Um, three <laughs> Metroid Prime three. Uh, and then they also put together a Metroid Prime trilogy. This is how mm-hmm. this is how big the gap is that they could make three games, and then enough time passed where they went, you know, what if we put all three of these games together? Because we're sure as shit not going to make a two D Metroid game at this point. Nope. And then they made Metroid Prime Federation Force, everybody's favorite oh, Metroid yeah. Prime game. How could I forget <laughs> Federation Force with that awesome mini game of the what yeah. is it? Not Rocket League. Uh, yeah oh game. yeah yeah don't you love soccer where you just shoot the ball it's, it was yep people did not like uh federation force mm. at least when they saw it i don't know if 
people liked it afterward. But also, that I kind of wish I wanted to try it, but it's like it's hard to get like. Uh, yeah. Was it three or four other people? Three other people in that. Uh, I th- yeah, two, I think, it, I think it's like a four. A, I thought it was a four. Pl- uh, no, you, four, you might yeah, be right. Yeah, I'm probably getting right. uh, Triforce Heroes mixed up. That was a whole weird time Nintendo was like, let's try doing multiplayer games. Yeah. And, oh, wait, we don't have the internet infrastructure to do that, actually. <laughs> uh, I think Federation Force may not have even started as a Metroid game. I think they slapped Metroid mm-hmm. over the top of that. Uh, uh, kind of like Star Fox Adventures. Yeah. Being like Dinosaur Planet. It's like, what if we put Fox right. McCloud in this shit? Yeah, but sometimes it works. Sometimes you get Kirby's Epic sometimes. Yarn. And then, uh, yeah, sometimes. Know, that, that, that worked out. Um, anyway, so we, we that's Nintendo. That's what they've been doing up until this point. And then you've got Mercury Steam, who, uh, as I said, was just finishing up work on Castlevania Lords of Shadow Mirror of Fate. It's a beautifully long title. Uh, that was a 2013 3DS sequel to the uh, original Lords of Fate game. And it would get an HD version later in 2013 that would come to home consoles and PC. And uh, and at this point, they heard that Nintendo might be thinking about doing a 2D Metroid game, that Sakamoto was thinking about doing one. And they pitched Nintendo on doing a remake of Metroid Fusion. And, uh, you know, they were impressed with their pitch. But Sakamoto was like, mm, you know, what if we remade Metroid 2 instead because he was thinking, even though uh, it was a game that he hadn't actually made, that was, you know, Metroid 2 was originally developed by uh, Gunpei Yokoi's team at Nintendo R&D 1, because it was made for the Game Boy, so let's get the Game Boy team that knows the Game Boy to make games for it, which, smart. Um, Mm -hmm. So even though Sakamoto wasn't a part of that team, it was a game that he really had felt like was largely forgotten by people, even though it was at this time on the 3ds virtual console you could just go and and pick up metroid 2 the return of samus or metroid 2 samus no metroid 2 the return of samus i had it right you I had did it, right it already the first time. you did damn it already it. Oh, <laughs> <damn it>. um, <laughs> um but the it you know metroid 2 despite not really having much of a story it does have one incredibly crucial plot element and that is finding the baby metroid because the baby metroid mm-hmm plays such a huge part in super metroid which is the game that sakamoto directed so i I, there was this kind of wanting this desire that hey i would like people to understand what the game i made and i love is all about so i they kind of need to go back and know their history uh for metroid 2 which is just a game not a lot of people played Mm -hmm. because it was on the game boy um and and so now you have you got you got to know this is the time uh, that also the Switch is about to come out. This is 2017. The Switch has actually been out for about six months before this game comes out, before before Metroid yep. Samus Returns comes out. So there is a lot of pre-production going on for the Switch at this time. You got a lot of people who wonder, why would you not just put this game on the Switch, right? Like, why why would you make a 3DS game at this point? You could just make it for the Switch, your, your new console, and you have to remember that this is Nintendo for for multiple reasons. Uh, yeah. Ninten- <laughs> like, that's, that's just not what Nintendo does. <laughs> Do you, have you met Nintendo before? Um, so let's... There there have been some... I mean, people have asked this question uh, of Sakamoto and, and Nintendo and Mercury Steam. And they've, they've had some answers, uh, some official answers. And then I think there's a lot of speculation we can make based on Nintendo's, uh, you know historical output so officially sakamoto has said in an interview with game rant uh is it game it's game rant it's not gamer ant right 
There's no way it's <laughs> yes, Gamer Rant. Yes, I think it's, it's Game it's Rant. Game <laughs> it's Game Rant. It has to be Game Rant. I mean, what is, what is this? Gamers for Ants? <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Maybe. That's how you get Gamer Ants. Um, <laughs> but Sakamoto said in an interview that he liked the idea of a Metroid game where you could have the map up at all times, and the 3DS with its dual screen, dual screen setup fits that perfectly. Um, Wish they did that a long time ago on the original DS, but hey... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but but hey, Matt, what if the bottom screen was a touchscreen you could use to do all your first-person shooter bullshit on? Wouldn't that uh, be yeah, a great what idea? If, what if, what if the bottom screen was an analog stick that you used a little thumb attachment uh, on your on your thumb, that little nub that you can use to control Mario or Yoshi and such? <laughs> Metroid Prime Hunters is fine. I, I will just I will keep I, saying I agree. that it's I, a fine. Those, it's a fine those hunters, product. those hunters were cool designs, and they were cool characters. <laughs> I wish they would bring the hunters back. The Hunters Honestly. are pretty cool. That, that would be neat. Um, but, you know, it does make sense in other ways, unofficial ways. Uh, you can think, you know, Mercury Steam's previous title that had just come out on 3DS, they're pretty comfortable with the 3DS. They know how to make a Metroidvania game on a 3DS. They just did it. Why, mm. why fix what's not broken here? Um, also, at the same time, Nintendo didn't know that the Switch was going to be a mega hit. I mean, now, in the year 2021, we go, yes, this is the biggest thing you've ever made. You should make an even more powerful version. And Nintendo goes, well, no, yeah. we're not going to do that either. How about, uh, how about we'll, a brighter screen? And, uh, yeah, we'll and just a make one that's, inside the dock. Yeah, exactly. And, like, maybe a little bit better battery life. But you want us to make a more powerful one of these? <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, um, but... This is also the Nintendo, you know, I guess it's an era removed, but this is still the Nintendo that had their third pillar idea with the, uh, you know, we're going to have a GameCube and a, and a DS and uh, and the GBA all working in perfect harmony, mm. right? Right? Oh, those were the, ty- those were yeah. the days. Yeah, that didn't, that didn't days. quite pan out the way they thought. <laughs> but, I, I, but that was Nintendo's talk as the switch was coming out is like we're not abandoning the 3ds of course not like look if like why would we do such a thing we can have the 3ds I mean, they, and the switch they're for different people like your your kids can still some play on a 3ds year, absolutely I'm, I'm not saying they didn't make good stuff for the 3ds after the switch came out this game is somewhat proof of it i again i don't like metroid but i get that it's a good game mm. um you like wario wear gold though I mean, I like WarioWare. Yes, I, I don't know if I don't know if gold is the the gold standard of WarioWare. Oh, it's, I mean, it's got all it's got everything. It's got, in it, it's got gold in the title. What else do you want? Mm. Uh, um, but like, this is this is third pillar thinking Nintendo of hey, the the 3DS is out there. It has a huge install base. The Switch at this point does not have a huge install base. Um, you know, before it comes out, we haven't even sold one yet, so we don't we don't know if it's going to be big. We're coming off the Wii U, which uh, mm. did not do well, <laughs> so maybe we stick uh, with what works. Especially considering that this is a Metroid game, and Metroid, despite how much you love it, Matt, and despite how much a lot of fans love it, is not the most popular Nintendo series in the world. In it fact, is. it sells historically poorly in Japan which is a place that Nintendo cares about because that's where they live. <laughs> so it's, I think it's a tough sell. It, it, I think Nintendo thought it would be a tough sell to put a new, mm. somewhat untested Metroid game on a new, somewhat untested system. Why don't we go with the safest bet possible if, 
we're going to go with this Metroid thing and let's put it on, on the 3DS. And you know what? If it does well, we can make a Switch one later. And guess what? That's mm. exactly what they're doing. <laughs> um, yep. So that, I think, makes plenty of sense. Uh, that, that it comes out on, on the 3DS instead of the Switch. Um, and also, Nintendo had other plans for Metroid on the Switch at this point. You know, at, uh, they announced uh, Metroid Prime 4 for the Switch on the exact same day, at the exact same E3, I think that was E3 2017, uh, that they introduced Metroid Samus Returns. So, you know, both those games would probably come out, maybe not around the same time, they just announced mm. Prime 4 when they when they said that the, the, the Samus Returns was coming out Yeah, this it was year. just the title um, screen. Uh, so, you know, Prime 4... development now. Prime 4 was probably only like a year or two out from there, right? Um, and that was 2017. Mm. We're in 2021 now. So, Matt, tell me, how to, how to Metro Prime 4 feel to you? Did you enjoy Metro Prime 4 oh, when it man. came out? I, I'm enjoying it so much. I mean, yeah? it's just so... No, I know. It's, we're still waiting. We're just <laughs> we're still waiting. Still a long. Waiting. I mean, they had to kind of... Uh, they've been open about it. They said they've had to restart development on because they weren't, you know, and not liking where the direction it was heading. So... I, I think like they don't want to mess that one up in particular. It'd be like, oh, we're, yeah, let's shove Breath of the Wild 2 out the door. Uh, no, no, no. It, it Sometimes yeah. it just doesn't work that way. So, I, But it's I still in it. development. It's still going to probably come out. Like Bayonetta 3 has been updated, and it's going to be coming out next year. So yeah, how about hope that? Hope Springs Eternal. <laughs> uh, yes, so it, there will definitely be a Metroid Prime 4. People, people want it. Uh, I do find it pretty funny, though, that you can announce Metroid Prime 4 and show off Metroid Samus Returns on the same E3, have Metroid Samus Returns come out, go through its whole cycle, and then you can develop an entirely new Metroid game in Dread and put it out before you really have anything to show. Any gameplay whatsoever of Metroid Prime 4 has not surfaced between... Mercury Steam making a whole nother goddamn game in between those. To be fair, Mercury Steam already made the engine for uh, Metroid Prime uh, for Metroid Prime Metroid Dread because in Samus Returns because like I'll I'll be honest, playing through this game recently, I was a little curious. Like, hmm, is Dread gonna play? Like, how how's it gonna play? Because uh, and after playing this game, I'm like, oh, I am exceedingly. I know, exa- hyped, I know exactly uh, how it's going to play. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. it's gonna feel no, a maybe lot not like exactly, this. but still. Uh, I think it'll play pretty close to very similar. Yeah, I agree. It's very <laughs> similarly, but they're they're definitely like from the trailers and everything. It definitely looks like oh, they've definitely added a lot of things uh, built sure. upon what they did in Samus Returns. So yeah, yeah playing yeah. through the, this recently, it definitely gives paints a picture of like what Dread is going to at least play like. Right there, there will be different powers and different mechanics, of course. Um, but but that just happens with any new kind of Metroid game <laughs> and and lighting, of course. Uh, Metroid you know, spe- doesn't crawl, they slide. <laughs> yes, of course. Uh, speaking of powers and mechanics and things like that, uh, you know, this is a remake of Metroid 2, but Metroid Samus Returns does have a, a number of additions and changes from that original Game Boy game. Matt, I tasked you with, uh, with taking a look and, and kind of running down what exactly is different between, between these two games, especially mechanics. Yeah. Yeah, mechanic-wise. Uh, well, I mean, other than the fact that like one is uh, on a dot matrix screen that uh, mm, looked like yeah. pea soup most of the time. Bit of a difference. Uh, it, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, like uh, definitely like the biggest uh, changes are like the face buttons having more to do with like being able to select different abilities, stack different abilities. There's also been a legacy of Metroid that people want to have. And uh, although it doesn't make an appearance, the uh, uh, speed dash uh, is right. not in this game. But there's things that kind of augment it as well to the Aeon abilities uh being able to uh get uh, different beams in this one they stack and being able to switch to them the grapple beam is an additional thing that's yeah, been added in samus returns so back, back to that in metroid 2 when you went around the the map the there were some different kinds of beams there was like a spread beam or a uh, mm-hmm. spacer and the plasma beam you also get right, the ice beam right. as well too and those uh, those to, you like have switch to... between them right you could only hold one you of would... them at a time but yeah. in this game, and to get them, uh, they kind of stack. Yeah, and you can swap between them. Uh, what was it? Using, uh, I believe it was uh, just uh, touch on the uh, the mm-hmm. uh, uh, touch panel on the bottom screen. Uh, in the original Samus, uh, I was going to say Samus Returns in Metroid Two: Return of Samus, you would have to go back to the area you found that beam, the Chozo statue, and pick it up again. So if you wanted to switch to the plasma beam once you found it, uh, and you wanted to switch back to the spacer, you'd have to go back and forth and switch them even though those weren't really essential weapons like you can beat the game uh from what i've been told just by finding the morph ball the spider ball the bombs uh the uh space jump and or the high jump uh, and uh i believe the ice beam uh Mm. to take out the like metroids that you know the the metroid larva that you see the the common type metroid that everybody knows and loves uh not like the alpha or mega ones that show up in the game uh but yeah, the, like, yeah, the biggest, uh, yeah, I think the biggest change other than like adding a lot more kind of uh, sprawling environments in the uh, Sam, uh, I was going to say again, in Samus <laughs> Returns, yeah, uh, Return of Samus definitely feels more narrower, claustrophobic. Uh, I think like just the color palette of just having it like dark all the time is really just giving that isolation aspect to it a lot more like... Uh, prominence uh, mm-hmm. I found like return uh, Samus returns it's like there's definitely a lot more going on in the background especially when you have the 3d cranked uh, and it adds a lot more to this feeling of what the the planet is was sr388 right and, mm-hmm. uh, so like it definitely adds a lot more personality to the planet but it takes away kind of that like like that very very claustrophobic and isolating feeling of the original Game Boy game yeah, and part of that is part of that is the like you said the color palette and and uh, you know the simple backgrounds you know they weren't gonna they weren't mm-hmm. gonna make <laughs> on the Game Boy you didn't have the option of making super deep looking backgrounds it was just black no um, and, no. and this, this is game, before the Super Game Boy and the Game Boy Color so sure right and, and also you know this <laughs> the Game Boy is I don't think it's exactly a four by three screen but it is a it's kind of a square and yeah. it's, uh, like, it's a one by one actually i think is it is it actually a square cool um I so you got say, s- close to a one by one uh samus is a pretty large sprite in that mm-hmm. which means that you don't you can't really see a whole lot you can't see a whole lot in front of you or behind you as you're as you're playing the game because it's just the the limitations of the screen size whereas the 3ds yeah. uh i don't again i don't think it's 16 by 9 exactly but it's definitely a wider screen mm-hmm where you have a lot more screen real estate, so you don't feel as claustrophobic when you're going around things. And no. having that map placed at the bottom the entire time, which is great. I Extremely love that. Extremely helpful. It does, it does make it feel a little less claustrophobic because you always kind of feel like mm-hmm. you know where you're going because you have the map in front of you. Yeah. 
Um, uh, one more point to Metroid yeah. 2. It did introduce uh, save spots uh, that would become a series staple uh, sure. moving forward. Uh, like the original Metroid, at least in the States, only had password staves. Uh, and in uh, Japan, where they had the disk system, you were able to actually save the game, but it would always take you back to the very beginning of the uh, game itself, oh, whereas the password okay. system in the U.S. versions would be like, oh, you're in the beginning of like uh, like uh, Craig's area if you've gotten that far, things like that. So, you know, there's uh, like it was interesting, like uh, for me, like playing uh, Return of Samus, I would always borrow my friend's copy when we carpool to school and play on my Game Boy. And I would never really get that far. I've always only gotten up to the like the spider ball ability and get utterly lost uh, or playing his save. And he's like, cool, check this out. You can actually crawl on walls. Uh, and the morph ball ability i'm like oh that's so fucking cool uh but yeah I, like i even i went back on my 3ds and tried playing a little bit uh before the show and again i got hopelessly lost because i wasn't mapping out everything wherever where i go because there is no map feature that right. uh, would be introduced in super metroid and uh, unless you are graph papering your way through or pulling up a a uh, map uh, or had the nintendo power issue that had the whole map in it i believe they had in a, a like one of those uh, issues back in the day uh, but yeah, it's it for for what it is that original uh, Return of Samus. It's it's pretty interesting it, it, for the most part. Yeah, and it doesn't. It honestly doesn't need. It doesn't require a map like some other Metroid games do because this mm-hmm. game and and also Samus Returns by you know it, because of that. Um, it's it's kind of linear where you you go to a smaller map and it's this area they break the they break the map up into separate areas that are uh, connected by elevators and you kind of can just do everything in that one area and then you move on to the next area and you don't need to go back there's no there's not nearly as much backtracking as there would be in a, a more traditional style metroid game uh, no. you can kind of complete it more linearly Although it's kind of it's kind of like playing eight separate Metroid games <laughs> in one because you, yeah, you do kinda. some backtracking and map stuff in those separate sections. It's just that usually you don't have to care about the section that you just left. Uh, Metroid Samus Returns, the 3DS game, does have more incentives. They definitely chalk the, the map full of, of extra missile tanks, extra energy tanks. Um, mm-hmm. lots of little things that you can go and, and dig around in. And they, they changed some of the map stuff, too. They added some new sections or some new uh, yeah. parts of some sections. actual puzzles. Actual puzzles, more enemies, different kinds of enemies, uh, different kinds of obstacles. There's, there's plenty of new stuff in there. And one, and one final new thing that they added uh, that I, I remember being slightly controversial at the time was the melee counter. So mm-hmm. Metroid Other M had some melee abilities. It was more like the it was more like kind of the Doom style glory kill stuff where you could down an enemy kinda, and then yeah. do like a melee finisher to him. But this game kind of it's also like a parry maneuver like in like Bloodborne or Sekiro but way more forgiving, let's yeah, be honest. Right. But this game is is absolutely it's a parry. Like it is a counter. It's it's the whole point of it. You can just press the X button whenever and Samus will oh, do yeah. a melee attack, but that's more just kind of pushes enemies but if these enemies uh you you get like a visual indicator of like a little star that kind of comes off them or a little glint and you know that's when you're supposed to hit the x button and you'll actually do one of these melee counters which will stun the enemy and you don't even have to do anything other than just hit the shoot button and most Mm -hmm. of the enemies will just die in one shot uh you can also do free aim and move around and, and shoot some stuff that way but you can get like the one hit counter kill just by doing the melee counter and shooting and 
on one hand, that's great. Like Metroid up until this point had always been about ranged kills. Like you are you're trying to shoot. Uh, if something gets close, you're trying to jump and avoid it and get out of the way and get some distance. And this game goes, nah, you're fine. You can just you can just melee counter stuff and 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 keep keep it up. And that's really cool. In it's more dynamic. It's it's definitely a more dynamic kind of um, play mechanic. But at the same time, it's really easy. <laughs> it just makes the game incredibly Kinda. easy. <laughs> I mean, some like some of the like Metroid battles, like the window can be like a little yeah. uh, smaller, or the the hint that they give can be a little bit more obtuse. Uh, but when you pull it off, it's really satisfying. Like I, I really think like what they did with this game, like bra- like uh, put some like fresh air into the combat of Metroid because for sure the longest time it's been pretty stale outside of the prime games. Like it's kind of just has always been either like four direction or eight direction, uh, melee combat and maybe you get missiles and, you know, power bombs and things like that. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I really loved that they gave full directional control because it's a fully 3d, well, not fully 3d game, but everything is like fully 3d polygons the way that, uh, some of the like times you counter and, uh, goes into this like cinematic mode where you can still, like pump missiles into the weak spot of a Metroid once you've countered them. It's gives like these dynamics that just, yeah, it just breathes some fresh air into it. And I, I got to hand it to Mercury steam for like doing that. Uh, on the other hand, it does make some enemies like bullet sponges. Uh, as I heard like Retronauts uh, talk about when the game first came out and uh, they were like, Oh, like these enemies take forever to shoot without doing the melee combat until you get like later weapons. I'm like, yeah, that's true, but you can still like dodge enemies. You don't have to fight everything. Yeah. Uh, but there's also the incentive of getting more, uh, and this is one of the other abilities, the Aeon abilities, like countering yes. uh, enemies gives you more Aeon power-ups to refill your meter. And uh, I got to say, like, some of the Aeon abilities, like the uh, being able to search uh, a corridor and, like, sort of, like, it takes place of the scan mechanic in Prime or the X-ray mechanic in Super, and it's way easier, man. It's, like, so much easier to try to find, like, blocks that are, like which blocks are destructible like i'm not bombing every fucking thing in sight just to fi- figure out like where i need to go next or what s- hidden it's sequences great. around <laughs> it's it's mm-hmm. the best thing in this entire game <laughs> is that it it just says like hey you don't have to do the metroid bullshit anymore like you can just you can just play the game and spam the scanner every once in a while and you'll you'll find the secret stuff uh it is mm-hmm. i that is my least favorite part of metroid is me going around thinking like, oh, I'm lost, and then somebody going, oh, you have to bomb this extremely specific pixel. Oh, well, fuck you. Yeah. I'm not. I don't want to do that shit. That's dumb. Um, and it's my one of the favorite reasons are I... infusion when you have to like bomb something, and it's like, oh, this raises a secret platform that only works if you put a bomb in the right spot. And I'm just like, god damn it. Uh, I love you, fusion, but I don't love that part. That's that. Mm, no, thank you. All right, we've talked a lot about the development and some of the mechanics. Uh, Matt, what do you what do you just think of this game in general? I mean, you you are a Metroid I, fan. You've played mm-hmm. most of the Metroid games, I believe. Correct. Pretty much, At least yeah, most of the two yeah. D ones. Yeah. How does yeah, how does much, this kind uh, of stack up to you? What do you think about it? Man, I I was really impressed with this game. Like when I first picked it up back in 2017, like I played a little bit of it, got like kind of far, and then got kind of stuck. Uh, like an area two or something like that and just put it down. But when you invited me on to do this show, it's like, oh yeah, good time to like dig back into this and see like what this game's like and 
how it's going to like stack up, especially when Dread's coming out with like Mercury Steam. And yeah, I got to say, I was very impressed with this game. Like it does kind of drag out a little bit because it's like a, both of us, it took us like around 12 to 13 hours to beat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's kind of on the longer side for a Metroid game. But again, times have changed. People want kind of more bang for their bucks. So if you like say like, oh yeah, this Metroid game is only four hours long, people will be like, well, what the fuck? Why am I paying like, you know, 40 bucks for that? But also and like, because it's a Metroid game, there is that idea of mastery and, and them thinking that you will go mm-hmm. back and play this game multiple times because like other Metroid games, this has multiple endings where if you beat it within different time limits, you can see Samus without a helmet or without the armor. Oh boy. Ooh, did you know that Samus is a lady? Holy what? shit. Holy shit. Uh, and then it also, when you beat Remind, it once, it unlocks my hard mode. Back then. And uh, hard mode has its own set of, of um, endings, mm-hmm. completions. Again, endings is a strong word. It's the same ending. It's just, yeah. it's literally one image of Samus. Uh, <laughs> either wearing armor or not wearing armor. Like, that's, that's mm-hmm. what you get. Which is, you know, a Metroid classic thing at this point. But it's not like... It's not like playing Halo on Legendary Edition and getting a, a no, secret ending. <laughs> like that's that is not what this is. It is it is solely is she wearing a helmet or not, or which kind of armor is she wearing? Is she wearing the gravity mm-hmm. suit versus the various suit or whatever? Um, yeah. Okay. So you so you like this game, right? Yeah, I loved also the, like the little touches that they did, like the the remix of all the music that they did, mm-hmm. but like when you get your very first big power up and then that like not really the main theme but like the first area theme from the game boy game and that like arrangement kicks in it's like oh there it is there it is and like just like all like the additions that they add like you fight uh uh this this big like mechanical drill uh droid or robot that harasses you once you wake it up and yeah it's like you know it's a a pain in the ass fight when you actually fight it but it was still is like kind of engaged like okay i like the flow of this this battle uh, I did find like, you know, uh, some things, like I said, like the expanding of like some of the areas, they definitely draw them out like a lot more, but the puzzles that they made, there's some good puzzles in there too. Like I was like thoroughly entertained, like throughout the entire adventure. Yeah. I, I wish on some of that. Um, I, I appreciate that there are multiple ways to attack bosses specifically boss encounters. It feels like you have a couple of different options. So mm-hmm. uh, in this game, they added the ability that the ice beam actually hurts uh, the Metroid enemies instead of just f- being able to freeze them. Um, mm-hmm. Before, in, in Metroid 2, you could only kill them. You could only deal damage to them with missiles. Um, and yep. that's still the case here. You can still damage them with missiles, but you also have the ice beam that you, you can use to attack them and do mm-hmm. a bit of damage. It doesn't do nearly as much as missiles. Yep. But it's an option. There's that repeated, uh, repeater uh, Aeon ability as well, that's too. True. That's like a rapid fire thing. That's really awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, that sucks your entire Aeon gauge. But yeah, there's yeah, there's some like really nice touches that Mercury Steam did here. Uh, like it's a very solid remake. Yeah. So I, so I do appreciate that there are multiple ways of going about different things. But I, I also feel like some of those things were not communicated as well. Uh, and I, I remember specifically on that uh, on that driller boss. There's a time where he is is using like a uh, kind of vacuum attack, and mm. you're I guess you're supposed to go into the spider ball form because when you're in the spider ball, you, yeah, you aren't affected by the the suction. Um, I there were no other times in the game where 
there was an attack like that until the until the final boss, the Queen Metroid that you fight as well. Uh, I guess not the final boss, but uh, yeah, the the correct we'll boss. We'll get to that. Yeah, um, but like that was another place. Like those are the only two times in the entire game that I can think of where there's some kind of suction system where you need to be using the spider ball for that. There are other times where you know, oh, I can't place a bomb here because there's you know a, a vent here that sucks sucks the bombs up. Um, but there's there's nothing else where I was like, oh, spider ball equals stick. I mean, obviously, spider ball equals sticking to stuff. But spider ball equals not uh, not being bothered by any sort of suction. So I never considered that until having to look at a guide because holy shit, that that boss, that driller boss, is yeah. really hard when you can't when you don't know to use the spider ball. <laughs> yep, and the patterns can be a little bit like tough to manage. Uh, also like that final hit that Samus takes it's like it feels like just a little bit off when you yeah. die like just slightly but those to me are like nitpicks and like yeah that boss fight for me it was like oh wait what if I use the spider ball ability and it just kind of clicked and I was like ah oh, there we go that's that makes it plus that like it sucks up the bombs that you plant too and it causes damage so it's like right oh, yeah no it, it really sucks when I'm in my regular morph ball form and I'm trying to put those down without getting close enough to get sucked up because I didn't think to even use the spider ball attachment now it was it was rough yes it's a nitpick but it's a nitpick until you are on that boss fight like boss fight attempt 20 and you go this is not a nitpick anymore i hate this fucking game <laughs> um yeah, and that's not yeah. fair was, a couple of times i was just like oh why am i playing this i had to put it down and yeah. walk away but, for a little bit and that's not exactly fair because i think this game is pretty solid I, again I, I respect this game more than i enjoyed this game but uh i there is stuff to like here so i think when i do get to a boss fight that i feel like is complete bullshit um it, it really hurts me because i you know i think there's, kind there's of not that many it. boss fights either though it's like it's mostly well, all the metroids and their different I mean, variants there's what do you, you want to call a boss fight show Matt? Up with the spring because jump. some yeah, I know, some someone might say there are over 40 boss fights in this game because <laughs> that's, that's the whole fair. point that's you fair. need to go eradicate 40 different metroids on sr388 uh, so technically, yeah. there's over forty. But yes, when you when you're talking about like real feeling boss fights, there's there's like five, maybe six. Mm-hmm. Um, and and yeah, it's it's not too bad. And I and I enjoyed yeah. a lot of the the regular parts of the game. And I think some of these boss fights uh, soured me a little bit. But there there is some stuff. Okay, mm-hmm. so yes, I am the bad guy here. I I do not like <laughs> Metroid games in general. I'm sorry. Um, but I'm, I'm we'll just, get you one day, Chase. We'll get mm, you one day. I don't, I don't know if you will. <laughs> uh, you know, I did. I actually, I am a little hypocritical. I have purchased the Castlevania Advance Collection for the Switch. Ah, uh, I don't know. I don't really like Castlevania either, but I think the GBA games are some of the better ones they've made. So I've finally, been playing. Uh, Was it Area of Sorrow, uh, the third one on the GBA on my sure. Wii U? And yeah. my goodness. Uh, my goodness, I've I've been a I'm a stupid fucking nerd for not picking up those <laughs> last two games. Yeah, they they seem they seem good, uh, and I don't know why Castlevania is less abhorrent to me than Metroid is. I I don't know. I don't know if it's the shooting stuff. I don't know if it's the uh, music or if it's the setting stuff. I mean, you get a gun in that third uh, Castlevania game, so <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. But uh, like I said, I'm not a guy who enjoys being lost 
in any in any situation. Like you're you're not going to find me traveling alone to another country where they don't speak English. I mean, I'd love to go to Japan, but at the same time, I don't want to go to Japan alone and feel like I'm the only one who knows how to speak English. And I know that's, I mean, lots of Japanese people know at least a little bit of it English be because they learned it in school. But it is, yeah, exactly. It's very intimidating. I feel that is the whole part of Metroid. It is extremely intimidating to me to just go and spend hours walking around this place and trying to bomb every little place looking for secrets and not even secrets just looking for where to go next looking for what to do Mm -hmm. i i don't even know where to go and that that part sucks it's like oh here's a door that i can't get through i have got to mark this in my mental map now of okay that door's got a green thing on it i guess i'll come back when i find a green thing ah but you Uh, can you can put little uh, markers on the map though too you're right that was a nice i've got a note here I'll, i'll talk i'll talk about the pins the pins are okay (laughs) Um, but in general with Metroid games, I feel like ran into a door, ran into a door, ran into Mm. blocks that won't let me get through, ran into this other thing. Where the fuck am I supposed to go? (laughs) Fuck this game. And that's, that's usually. My favorite in the Super Metroid is just walking through a wall that's just fake. And you're just like, you telling me I just could have just walked through that, that fake wall this entire time. That seems rude. That seems mean. (laughs) I don't like that at all. (laughs) That's. Mm, I think maybe I think with just that statement, I I might never play Super Metroid. <laughs> oh, you should. Because now I feel like I'm going to try to walk at every wall, thinking this is going to be the one that's invisible or doesn't matter. Mm. There's only like one or two of those to be I fair. I don't like that. I don't like it. Uh, more importantly, this game hurts the hell out of my hands, Matt. This this mm, like yeah. oh like I. I've played the 3DS you get claw, for a very claw long hands time. Playing you this absolutely game get cramps. the claw hands. It cramps so hard. I've played the 3DS a long time. Matt, I have a show called Gamers on the Go where I talk exclusively about handheld video games. Really? I like the 3DS. I know about the 3DS. This game, more than any other game, hurts, physically hurts to play because you have to hold... I think it's because you're... What? No. Go, go, go I was going to say holding the L and R buttons for uh-huh. like the spider ball ability or yes. the uh, free aim look. Like, uh-huh. yes, like jamming down on that L or R button can just be a little bit too much. And I kind of wish they had kept the original idea in uh, Return of Samus with the spider ball. You just press down twice on the D um, on the D-pad. I can understand why they didn't want to do that, because in this game, it's either holding down on a circle pad. The D-pad is used for switching your Aeon abilities or you just like double tap on the uh, bottom screen and there you go, you're in a morph ball. It could be, be a little tougher to try to do all that, uh, doing that like in the original Game Boy game. Yeah, it, it's it's not fun. So like you said, holding the L button to free aim uh, or to use the spider ball, holding the R button for missiles, having to hold the L button to do free aim and hold the R button to do missiles so I can free aim missiles. Yep. It, it is just, it is pain. And you have to do that for those Metroid fights because you, because they're kind of in a, a weird angle where you can't just you have to hit them in a specific spot to be able to do damage with your missiles. So you need mm-hmm. to you you need to hold those those uh, triggers bumpers at the back to to. Oh, it sucks. It sucks so much. It would have been nice if it was just like a click on and off for the missiles, but uh, yeah, yeah, that's probably just the way the engine works and. We'll see how Dread uh, uh, addresses that. Uh, to make matters worse, I think my R button is starting to go on my on my 3DS. So at some points, that I happened was, on my original purple too. I was trying to to do missile attacks, and then they became regular beam attacks, which do nothing to the Metroids. 
I, what is happening here? Why? Why can't this? Why is everything hurting? This is the. Ter- this is so bad. Uh, it was bad. Um, Problem with movable parts and buttons. Sometimes yeah. they just they just go because of use, and there's not much you can do other than opening up the hood and replacing, or seeing if it's just like gunk that's under the contacts and everything. Yeah. So. Um, but it is also that touchscreen, like having to having to stretch my thumb because I have to hold on to these triggers the whole time. Uh, having to stretch my thumb to try to switch to mm-hmm. the ice beam or switch to the super missiles. Uh, it just, it was not the most fun thing for my hands. And it actually led to me needing to take breaks as I'm playing this game. Not because I was frustrated, partly because I was frustrated, but mostly because... I just can't feel my hands anymore. I know I you get numb stop. hands from playing this game and it's like, ah, oh, I love you game, but man, 3DS, you're, I love your like small poor ability of my mm-hmm. new Nintendo 3DS. But man, when I'm like trying to claw my way through everything, uh, I need a break. I need a break. I'm old, man. I'm old. This would never happen in Fire Emblem. <laughs> uh, that, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's why I true. like turn-based games. It, it's so much easier on my hands. Um, but, you know, this is actually one of the things that gives me hope for a game like Metroid Dread, because I know that game is going to play way better on a pro controller. I, that, I, it cannot, it, it can only feel better on a pro controller. Or Even honestly, in handheld mode with, like, yeah. an extra couple of shoulder buttons. Even though, yeah, exactly. Even those Joy-Cons are going to feel way, way better than this 3DS, uh, control screen, control scheme. Hopefully. So that gives me hope about metroid dread um but then i also remember it's a metroid game and i don't like metroid games what am i doing you don't want to buy metroid dread stop thinking about this um <laughs> uh, but you know don't i don't you? don't i don't want to buy it <laughs> i don't want to just shit on this game though it, it's and it's not to say that i don't appreciate a lot of the good stuff that this game has to offer we mentioned the scan aeon ability i found that to be just a godsend it helped me out so much uh, mm-hmm. And it made me feel a lot less lost in this game, as well as the the broken up style of the diff- of the eight different areas. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not having to traverse a massive map and make mental notes every single time. Yeah. I I can really just kind of focus. Okay, area two is I know what I need is in area two. They're not going to send me back to area one to get to area three. Like this is a very linear yeah. progression. I know what I need to find is in this little chunk. And let's just use a scan ability to make sure that there aren't any hidden rooms or something that I'm missing. So that that was a yeah. that was a nice help. Um, and you don't have to go back to get any critical abilities anymore, like in Super or Fusion exactly. or Zero Missions. So it's like way more streamlined in that regard. Uh, kind of like just you know that's just what uh, Return of Samus Metroid Two is. So they're kind of just held to that kind of uh, containment or parameters uh, yeah. for the game design. And also, in, in terms of not getting lost, I, I really appreciated the hot-cold meter on finding where Metroids were. As you're walking through the map, there's a little icon on the, the bottom part of the touchscreen that will will usually just stay like ice-cold blue, but then it will pulse orange as you're starting to get closer to a Metroid, and then it pulses faster mm-hmm. red when you are you know maybe only a room or two away. And it, it does help you go, okay, there's a Metroid in this area. I know I need to explore this place more. Yeah. You'll and see the, the shell of the like shedding, molting its uh, original form sure. to its next mm-hmm. form. So, you know, it's got to be here close, like in the original Game Boy game. Right. But, you know, this time instead of fumbling around trying to find it and then randomly finding it and attacking, you're like, ah, this is like a little bit more, you know, evenly paced. 
and that system makes it easy to find at least one Metroid in in one of these maps. Usually, uh, I think at the beginning, it's here's one or two Metroids you need to find for Area 1. Here's, you know, one to four or something that you need to find in Area 2. And it slowly goes up and up before it kind of tails back down when you're when you're getting the last few of them. Um, but But it's to a point when you get to like a larger area like area four or five, and you've got a bigger space to explore, still not a huge space to explore, but a bigger space, you will definitely find you'll you'll just kind of run into one metroid. It's just gonna happen. Mm-hmm. you'll you'll get something to trigger and you'll be able to find it. And then if you're having trouble finding the other ones, what you can do is go back to the hub of each area and plug that in. You're kind of you're just killing these metroids and taking their DNA. And you put that DNA into these big lock mechanisms, which is yeah. weird. I don't I don't know why those I are mean, there from a story perspective. It gives an indication that the Chozo were there originally. So I do like like it, even in you know, the Game Boy game, you got Chozo statues and things like yeah. that. So it gave an indication like why were the Chozo here? Were they interested in the Metroid or something else? In this game, it definitely fleshes it out just a little bit by giving like more visual cues. And things like, like I said, it's less isolated because it seems like, oh, there were a civilization here. Seeing so all the technology, the security, robots you run into, and things like that. Uh, yeah, it definitely. It like the whole time I'm playing, I'm like, hmm, I'm kind of like missing like this being an alien planet and being uninhabited. Uh, but I do get the sense like, yeah, they had Chozo statues in the original, so you know the Chozo were here. Uh, so I do like that, like that connecting thread between all the games so far. Sure. And, and, you know, if you do get lost, if you have gotten one Metroid and you don't know where the other ones are, if you go and plug that, that DNA of the one you do have into that lock mechanism, it actually will highlight on the map the next general spot where, where another one would be. Like, it's not giving you all mm-hmm. of them. But it will give you like, oh, hey, have you thought about looking in this area? Look over here. Yeah, general waypoint where to go. And that's super nice. And once you have collected all the Metroids in an area, it will it will also give that same kind of pulse to like, hey, you should go back to the hub and deposit these because then you can move on to the next area. And mm-hmm. and I found that to be pretty good in a waypoint finding thing of just being able to, okay, this is where I'm supposed to go. If I really do get lost, I have a way to kind of feedback. For most of the areas, I was trying to collect all the Metroids before I would go back to the hub area. But there were a couple times where it's like, I have no idea where this last one is, and it's killing me. And and I just Especially plugged in the other ones. High on you. Totally. So I plugged in the other ones, and it went, okay, look in this area. Keep exploring here. All right, I'll, I'll look around. And, and lo and behold, I found where the last one was. Um, so that's good stuff. Like I said, uh, moving on, uh, I like that there are multiple ways to tackle bosses. Um, I actually didn't realize that you could stun the Metroids. Uh, like the, I know you could do it at the very end when I figured it out against the regular Metroids before you go against the Queen. Mm-hmm. But um, if you hold, the, the, if you charge up the Ice Beam, you can freeze the other Metroids in place and have, uh, you know, an opportunity to shoot missiles. I didn't know that. I was yeah. just shooting at them randomly with missiles. I got to the point where I had so many missiles that it's fine if I missed a shit ton of them. I would eventually kill these metroids but holy shit if i if i had just thought i should charge up this ice beam a little bit more i actually didn't charge up my gun very much at all i i was mostly just doing for like the doors that require it yeah i could do it for the doors uh i would do it like every once in a while against an enemy but for the most part it just seemed better to use like the big wave spread thing and just go rapid fire on that instead of trying to charge up beams 
Yeah, so I agree. I, I didn't really use the charge beam all that much except on like boss fights because uh, like I figured like, oh, I have the ice beam now. It should be able to work because there's a big glowing object on most of the Metroid uh, uh, yeah. forms. It's like that's got to be the uh, weak point. And yeah, when you first hit the, with the ice beam and a charged up ice beam attack and the, like the or the uh, the first ones are the alpha Metroids, uh, I believe, or the, mm-hmm. you know, the their first but not their first form, but uh, the first form you run into. And they like fall down onto the ground and uh, are like, ah, you got me. Don't hit me with missiles. Uh, yeah, those fights could have gone a lot faster for me. I do love the evolution of all these Metroids too. Like that's the other the other thing I love about like these uh, two games. It's like it adds so much more lore and depth to like what the Metroid are and like how they sort of progress in their life cycle. And it, I find that really really cool. Yeah. Uh, and then lastly, we, we mentioned it a couple times here, but I just love having that bottom screen map. It, it's so mm. handy. Um, and, and, you know, it had the pins. I didn't use the pins all that often, but I did use it a couple times for, hey, I, I can see. I can plainly see there's an energy tank here, and uh, there are these blue boxes that I can't get through. Why can't I get through them? Uh, and, and I had to look it up because I, I just needed to know. And it was like, oh, come back here with the screw attack, you idiot. Like, you don't have the screw attack. Come back when you get that, and then you can get this energy tank. Okay, put a little blue pin there. Come back here when I have the screw attack. So some of that stuff was, was pretty helpful. I think I probably could have used the pins more often and found some of those extra power-ups as I, as I went through. Um, but, I yeah, yeah. The, the map system, I think, was, was pretty darn solid. So... You you like this game. I didn't love it, but I, again, I respect it. How did other people feel about Metroid Samus Returns? And it seems pretty good. It's uh, If you look at Metacritic yeah. these days, it's got an 85 out of 100. Uh, it got a 32 out of 40 from Famitsu. It got a 9.75 yeah. from Game Informer, which is very high. Uh, it got a 9 from Polygon. That's the same score they gave Prime 1. That's... You know, that's was that the same the, score they get prime one or fusion no fusion I, got the 9.7 prime one i think got the 9.5 they were like the ones that were like no fusion is better than prime trust us i don't us. know, I don't know why right. i don't know why but i i remember that issue <laughs> i i know i have that issue because i collected game reform for a long time there but yes i i do remember specifically that um and it's got five five out of five stars from from us gamer and a nine from polygon so pretty pretty well liked um Matt, we need. There's one thing that we haven't talked about at all, though, that I feel like is a dereliction of duty if we don't, and that's that. Samus Metroid Samus Returns is not the only remake out there of Metroid Two. In fact, there is a yeah. second a second one uh, called AM2R or another Metroid Two remake, and and I think it just deserves a little bit of discussion here. So. Um, AM2R actually released in 2016, a whole year ahead of Samus Returns. I believe it's called another Metroid 2 remake because they, the, the developer changed the name knowing that Nintendo was making Samus Returns. So even though this came before, it's another. Um, I just found the naming to be a little weird when, when that happens. Um, but uh, So like I said, it released in 2016. Um, it also had been in development for a lot longer. 10 years um, of, of development time. And that's what happens when you're mostly just one dude making a game. Yeah. Uh, because AM2R is not a Nintendo game. It is a fan game. It was created by a guy named Milton Gausty. 
uh, Gossy, Gausty, I'm going to say Gausty, um, under the pseudonym of Dr. M64. AM2R was created over 10 years. Gausty had been inspired by the Metroid Zero Mission remake of the original game, which by all accounts people love, uh, Matt included over here. And he thought after he played it, you know, what, Metroid 2 could get a similar kind of update to this. And Nintendo wasn't making that at the time, so Gaussi decided he could do that himself. is uh, not a programmer, or he wasn't a programmer at the time. He learned how to use Game Maker as he built AM2R. And uh, as the project went on, artists and some other people uh, volunteered to join him and help make art. And uh, he did, I think he did all of the music, or at least most of the music he, he remixed himself. Um, but a, a core group helped him to kind of push this uh, as they went. It, they weren't in constant development for 10 years. This is a fan game, so people have jobs, people have lives. Yeah. Um, development stopped a couple different times, but they, they eventually got to the point that they could release AM2R. And AM2R, by, by many accounts, is a generally more faithful remake of Metroid 2. It, it sticks a lot closer to the map. Uh, of the original with uh, with some new additions. Uh, but there are some additional powers as well. Uh, the speed booster is in this game, uh, unlike in, in Metroid 2 or, or Metroid Samus Returns. Neither of them have that. Uh, it's got some reinterpretations mm-hmm. of some of the themes of the areas. Like there's one area that has some... It had like some pipes in Metroid 2, and Gaussi kind of thought, you know what, well, that's maybe like a water treatment plant. So there's... The backgrounds have a lot more detail of it feeling more like a water treatment plant there. Or there was a section in Metroid 2 where there were a lot of weapons, a lot of missile upgrades, and a lot of, like, here's a new beam power. And he kind of transformed that into, well, this is like a weapons factory area of SR388. So there, there is a little bit of reinterpretation there. Uh, but for the most part, the maps are pretty close to what they were. But you are playing on a PC... Uh, or you're playing on a, a bigger, wider screen. So it has a similar problem slash benefit as Samus Returns in that you don't quite get the claustrophobic nature that you did from Metroid 2 because you just have more screen real estate. And Gausty kind of tried to counter that by making the enemies more aggressive. So, you know, you, you have more space, more space to play with, but also you have enemies that go after you a little bit harder. Um, and, and so this game had uh, demos that uh, were released in 2011 and 2013. And then in 2016, the game released to coincide with Metroid's 30th anniversary. It's not like Nintendo was doing anything for it. Um, nope. And it's, it's really possible. It, it's really possible that this game might have continued to be a thing, except for its timing. Because you yeah. can't make a Metroid 2 remake... When Nintendo is also making a Metroid 2 remake, they're going I mean, to care. You can't really make any property using somebody else's characters. You're, like, you're right, but like Nintendo, kind of a... Nintendo has generally not shut a bunch of shit down. Like they, they do. Is, I, it... is Melee Project M still around? No, it's not. <laughs> Uh, you know, it gets a lot of news. Not that there aren't other melee projects out there, though. But sure, I mean, but it it does. Nintendo gets a lot of shit for the stuff it has shut down. But think of all the stuff that's out there that uses Nintendo stuff that is that is out there or that has been out there for a while. 
I think in the grand scheme of things, Nintendo just doesn't shut everything down until it reaches a certain level of fame or until it reaches to something that they're actively working on, which is another yeah. Metroid 2 fucking remake. You can't do that. They they want that. So even though this game was free, uh, they weren't selling Met, uh, AM2R uh, to Nintendo, that was potentially losing sales, p- potentially could lead to loss of sales of Metroid Samus Returns if somebody already played a different Metroid 2 remake. Um, so why let's just shut that shit down. So first they, they put a DMCA order to the websites that were hosting it and the websites took it down. Gausty did say that he and his team were going to continue working on the game for bug fixes and things like that. Uh, and then a month later, Nintendo was like, no, 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 you aren't. Uh, here's another, here's DMCA for you. DMCA for you and yeah. you. Look under your chairs. DMCA is for everybody. Uh. Um, and, and Gausty would eventually say, you know what? Okay, I'm, I'm done. I'm out. I'm out. Please stop. I'm I'm not doing... Development has ended. Please leave me alone. Um, but AM2R has lived on. Uh, there's, a, there's a Metroid fan community that has continued to tool around with that game. They've fixed bugs. They've added a new game plus mode. There's a randomizer feature that's in there now. So there, there's Ooh. definitely plenty of ways to, to still play AM2R. And I think a lot of people would suggest that you do. Uh, because it is a, from all accounts, a pretty solid Metroid game. Um, also, if you get a Retroid Pocket Two, that's just a game that is on there by default. <laughs> so if you if you want to pick up one <laughs> nice. of those, it's just there. Um, and Nintendo hasn't shut that shit down yet. So you know that's that's an option for you. Um, and, and for Gausty's part, he's doing okay too. He's uh, he is now a game designer at Moon Studios. You might know Moon Studios for the mm. Ori games, Ori in the Blind Forest and Ori in the Will of the Wisps, and he was a level designer for for those games. So he's he's doing fine. Ori games, pretty good Metroidvanias from what I hear. So yeah, they are. They they pick, that, they pick up the Metroid the Two first guy. one, and it's pretty good. So good, good on him. Good on them. That'll make sense. Matt, I think uh, I think we can really close the book on Metroid: Samus Returns, Metroid Two in general at this point, um, yeah. and that's good because we are rapidly approaching this new Metroid game in Metroid Dread. Uh, my big question to you has: How do you feel about Dread now? How, has uh, this playthrough of Metroid: Samus Returns changed your thinking about what Metroid Dread could be? Has it changed your excitement level? How, how are you feeling about Dread at this point? I'm feeling super excited, like even more hyped than I was when that first and second trailer dropped. I've been also just been like, I'm not watching any more media. I know that certain enemies are going to show up in dread, like obviously, but uh, yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm just like super excited because of like all the uh, functionality that they uh, Mercury steam had added to uh, uh, Samus returns that it like you know like i said the ability to counter and of the melee attack the free aiming the way they've made samus being able to slide in some of the uh uh uh, previews that they've shown and i'm just also super excited because it's metroid 5 i want to see where the story leads up because fusion had uh, just a couple of spoilers for fusion if you never played it but there's a lot of dynamics at play with the uh, sort of like the forces in the galaxy, like, like uh, oh, what was it? The Gal- not Galaxy Police. Uh, that, that's that's Tenshi Moyo. Uh, whatever, the Galaxy Federation. 
kind of kind of uh, betraying Samus at the end of Fusion and her abilities getting from the the baby uh, Metroid DNA that saves her life in the beginning. And I like is that like things that we've seen in trailers with the Chozo and things like that. It's definitely something that even if it's not going to be like story heavy or even narrative focusedly heavy or anything like that, I'm excited to see where all that leads up. And I like I've, I've got full confidence, Mercury Steam. They're going to fucking knock it out of the park with this game. It's probably going to be the best selling Metroid game to date. Like it'll probably outdo uh, Super Metroid or one of the Metroid Prime games. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, those Metroid Prime games were really popular, but you know what's more popular than that? The Switch. <laughs> the Switch is mm-hmm. is really popular. Yeah, I mean, some of those Prime games did show up on the Wii, which was also quite quite a popular system. Uh, and, I mean, the trilogy showed up there as well. Um, although mm-hmm. I, I guess there's still a possibility that the trilogy, or at least Prime One, might show up on. On, uh, yeah, the there's been rumors of like remaking Prime One, yeah, like as a remaster or a full remake. So yeah. there's always that possibility. That'll probably be like next year, closer to. Right. I'm guessing like if if Prime Form is on track for like a late 2020 release, they'll probably have like oh Metroid Prime re- uh, remake in the wing for earlier in the year, like they've done with uh, Skyward Sword with Zelda, and we know Breath of the Wild Two should be coming out some point soon. Like it's got to be. It's got to be soon. It's got to be soon. But, You'd uh, think. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I just also the fact like, like you look at like how many Metroidvania games have been released since like, say, Super Metroid, where like pretty much is the standard sure. the template for a lot of these type of games or Castlevania Symphony of the Night. And just the like the slow progression of like, suddenly there was like a couple on the Game Boy Advance. And then suddenly we've gotten like Axiom Verge, Ori and the Blind Forest, Hollow Knight. Uh, like just like all these other games that have been like people are I think people are really really like hungry for another 2D Metroid and yeah, yeah it, it has like the possibility like Fire Emblem Three Houses like oh yeah this is going to sell gangbusters and be one of the best selling in the series yeah I, I can see that and and you know despite me not loving Metroid games specifically or Metroidvania games in general I do. I am somewhat interested in what Dread is is doing, like uh, especially from a feel standpoint. Like like I mentioned with the the Pro Controller, I'm sure it's going to feel great. Um, I know uh, I have another podcast that I do called The Casual Hour, and uh, I know a couple of my co-hosts are really really excited for Metroid Dread, um, which makes me feel like I can probably avoid it and let somebody else talk about it instead. I have a ton of other <laughs> games I need to play <laughs> this year. Um, yeah, but, but also I, you know, playing, playing this Metroid game, which I bet will play a lot like that Metroid game has made me think like, okay, cool. I I got one of these. I got it out of my system. I'm fine. Uh, I, um, but I, I will keep tabs on, on Metroid Dread and I was going to say if it goes on sale, I'd pick it up, but this is Nintendo. (laughs) So that ain't happening. Come on. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's like, Hey, do you want occasionally, you want 10% off? Two years later, and it's like, no, that you give me fifty percent off one year later, please. Um, yeah, it, it's gonna bad. sting when people are like, oh, it's sixty bucks, and yeah, that's kind of like just the baseline for Switch games now. It's like it's just the way it is. You're not gonna yeah. get a forty dollar Metroid game anytime soon. So, yeah. yeah, it's just yeah, I'm I'm really excited. Uh, I I do want to ask, uh, what did you think of the the last boss fight in Fuck that last uh, boss Samus fight. Returns? <laughs> um, <laughs> I know the spoilers, but ridley shows up out of nowhere yeah he's not in the original metroid 2 this was an addition just for this game 
Uh, I, I don't like it for a myriad of reasons. One, I feel like that, that boss fight against the, the Metroid Queen is uh, climactic enough. Like, I think that's mm. that was good. I was ready. I, I really liked the kind of cooldown of where you find the baby Metroid after that, that boss fight, and you are having a pretty easy time back to your ship. I know in the original mm-hmm. Metroid 2, there aren't any enemies to fight, and there are just some easy enemies to fight with this. But I, I kind of appreciated that kind of slower burn there at the end, that kind of cooldown period. And then I get to the ship, and Mecha Ridley just shows up, and he's like, hey, bitch. And I'm like, oh, fuck off. What are you doing here? You're not supposed to be here. <laughs> it's uh, just and regular. I, I think it's just regular Ridley. Is it really? Okay. Um, he's got, like, some yeah, armor stuff yeah. on. But um, it's... Yeah, yeah, you're, you're right. I don't. I I do not like that boss fight. It's it is yeah. long. I, it is a few different phases. Uh, it's I I did not have a good. Time. I do appreciate they at least put checkpoints in this. Like when you die from boss fight, it's not oh go back to your last save. No, yeah. you can at least you know be right outside the boss. And if you want to backtrack around and unlock some stuff, since the baby is following you all the time, sure. you can eat these like crystals everywhere that block your path. I also love like, if you go to the title screen, the baby's floating around the ship with you oh, in the nice. cockpit. And it's like, yeah. ah, the baby is just so fucking cute. I love the baby. That could use that. That fight though, could use some mid boss fight checkpoints though. Cause it is like yeah. all of those and, are all of those, um, se- sequences are really long on their own. And putting yeah. them back to back to back is just hell. Yeah, it can be a little bit hard. It's like fighting, fighting the SAX and then the Omega Metroid at the end of Fusion. It's mm. like there's no save point between this fi- these penultimate fight and the last oh. fight. Oh, god damn. Yeah. Uh, I did also like that they put a little stinger at the end uh, with uh, sh- uh, like foreshadowing the X-Parasite sure. and uh, what like destroying all the Metroids in this ecosystem resulted in. Like It adds like that sort of little like narrative chestnut to the ongoing story mm-hmm. uh in this universe so yeah i'm uh, i'm just i'm just super i'm just super pumped for dread like i i cannot wait uh yeah i it's it's a day one purchase for me all right well you know here's what i appreciate about dread it's it's something that we actually talked about in in 2017 maybe 2016 uh, on this show where we were talking about the switch and it was coming out and thinking I know I expressed concern having having a handheld video game show. Um, would the Switch eradicate handheld games? If everything's a handheld game, is nothing a handheld game at that point? Is mm. you know, if we have a game like Breath of the Wild coming out, which is a huge Zelda style adventure, I, I think this was the the example I used. If we have Breath of the Wild, why would Nintendo ever make another uh, Link Between Worlds? Like that—that that was the recent one we had gotten on the 3DS. And I was like, that is a handheld game. Like not just because it's on a handheld system; it has handheld sensibilities in the way that it is played. It has a, a lower budget being a top-down game. And and would you get rid of that for just everything needs to be a giant, huge action adventure, big 3D open world? And then we got Link's Awakening remake, and and that mm-hmm. is, I mean. You're absolutely remaking a handheld video game for a device that is, uh, you know, can be handheld, and and that kind of assuaged my fears a little bit. Of okay, Nintendo hasn't forgotten that, and then you have a bunch of indies coming out in force. Like this is the Vita 2.0 of the Switch, mm-hmm. where we can put all of our cool indie games, and it does feel like oh, all of these neat little experiences feel great on this kind of handheld, 
and and I think Metroid Dread is just another uh, you know another building block to that of 2D Metroid. That's something for handheld systems. Zero Mission, Fusion, <laughs> like those are those are where you put the handheld ones. You don't you, you put Prime on the big console. Why would you Why would you do anything else? You laugh, but every time like oh this Metroidvania came out for like PS4 or Xbox One, I'm like I'll wait until that comes to the Switch. Cause sure. I think Metroidvanias are just kind of perfect handheld experiences and I will probably play dread mostly in handheld mode. Like uh, it's like just the way I kind of play these games now. So, but that that's nice to me. It's nice that Metroid dread can look and feel like a really polished big budget experience in the way that it, Mm -hmm. you know, in just like it's models and things like that, but it still has sensibilities of, what we would think these days as like a handheld game like it it is still 2d it is uh you know a little bit more traditional in its in its setup that in in that way and and that's what i appreciate that you know the switch has not forgotten nintendo and other developers have not forgotten that they can still make handheld kind of experiences um and and that's what this show is about like yes i could talk about i could talk about doom on the show doom 2016 because it does play on a switch now i could talk about wolfenstein those are not handheld games those that's just not that's not what they are uh, i'm probably never going to talk about breath of the wild on the show because this is not what that show mm-hmm. is about like that's not what those aren't the kinds of games uh, you said at the top it's about handheld video games and i just don't think that's what those are despite being on a handheld system yeah um so I'm I'm glad that's that those uh, those games still kind of exist uh, on on a platform like the Switch and and it's worked out. So Matt, I want to thank you so much for being here with me as we've talked about Metroid. Yeah, um, how dare you make me play uh, a Metroid game? That's uh, it was very rude. Of well, you. I do want to I do want to bring up there were also uh, amiibos ah, for this yes, <laughs> this yes, game of course yes. that is continuing on with Dread as well too. And right. uh, just to just to give a few little because uh, on the back of this box I can I can read what what it unlocked and it's basically just like uh, you get an extra Aeon reserve tank. Ooh. Uh, artwork from Metroid 2 Samus Return Return of Samus. Almost did it again. Shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, mark the position of the closest Metroid on your map just by tapping oh, the amiibo. Okay, that's and challenge yourself with fusion mode after beating the game. So yes, there so, are like a few things. So that fusion fusion mode is amiibo. fusion mode is maybe the biggest thing there. Uh, I know you get the fusion suit in by using mm-hmm. fusion mode, uh, and that's kind of cool. Um, and, and yeah, those were amiibo only only unlocks. Um, yeah, kind of cool. I. Remember when yeah, Nintendo did stuff with Amiibo? I gotta, I gotta say, the physical copy uh, does a nice little thing where it has a reversible cover mm-hmm. of the original Game Boy box art. That's a very uh, that is that's pretty awesome. It's a good touch and a CD if you got the the special edition. Right, it's like the it's the soundtrack, random right? selected Metroid tunes. Yeah, uh, it's a different uh, a slathering of different Metroid oh, like okay. between Metroid and Metroid Prime. Okay, still pretty cool. But yeah. Still all nice right. packages all together. Yeah. Uh, and a really good game. Pick it up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well. Hey, maybe if you like Metroid games or Metroid you, there games, you go. There you it's go. got my seal of approval. Fans of the genre, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, it, it is. I might not have loved it, but I do appreciate that you uh, forced me to play it. 
Uh, I like that I have this knowledge now. <laughs> I believe you asked me to be on the show. Would you like to be on this show to do Metroid uh, Samus Returns? Yes, but that is after years of you going, hey, you should play Metroid Samus Returns. It'd be cool. We could do a show on that sometime. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but That's true. So now I guess next, maybe last on your list, is to force me to play... Uh, uh, Codename Steam, which uh, I'm going to hold firm on that one. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I'm going to hold pretty firm on that one, but we'll see. Um, Matt, thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it. Um, where can Always. people find you on the internet? Uh, most of the time, you can find me on uh, Twitter. It's uh, Jiggysan, G I G G Y S A N. Uh, I occasionally stream. I've had a few hiccups recently, and I was really looking forward to try to be Fusion before Dread came out on stream, but uh, the not always works out uh but uh when i get back to it i usually play front mission 3 i've been playing through that ps1 classic of wanzers turn-based strategy diving into the internet of 2012 wanzers uh i mean this one had a big giant drilling robot so that's probably the closest we're gonna get and uh fusion has security robot box so yeah no my my big big solid lad there i love him dread dread has somehow combined dog from half-life 2 with the portal turrets Mm -hmm. from portal and said what if you think what if you two were the same thing (laughs) yeah uh, but on Twitch, same thing, Jiggy-san. And uh, I always plug my uh, my bro in Japan, uh, Tyler Abstract, in his uh, podcast, uh, Abstract Japan. Just find out more of uh, his podcast where he plays music and been sharing uh, his uh, exploits in Japan. He finally been able to get out of the house and go to, like, Osaka to a show after the past couple of years living there. So I'm super excited that he's been able to share things like going to uh, this place called Crowbar. It's not it's not like, an, uh, like the... Mm-hmm. the uh, uh gordon freeman utility uh-huh. uh crowbar it's like a crow the bird the and bird, a yeah, bar yeah. and it's yep uh but man it's making me want to really go out to osaka and check out the punk scene because god damn but uh find out more abstractjapan.com and uh yeah he's got just almost a 300 episodes he's uh, getting close to that soon so nice uh That's yeah awesome. abstractjapan.com very cool uh, as for this show, you can see more of our episodes on uh, on Tumblr. Uh, our gamersonthego.com is where we're hosting all that stuff. Uh, at GOTG Podcast on Twitter uh, to get all the latest updates. And then as for me, I'm, I'm also doing a few things. I mentioned the Casual Hour earlier. That is another podcast I do with a couple of friends here in St. Louis. And you can find that we record every we record a podcast every Wednesday night on twitch.tv slash the casual hour. Those are at 1030 Central, 1130 uh, Eastern. And uh, and then we also do streams on on Twitch on Mondays and Fridays. Uh, different combinations of the different hosts will show up there. Uh, you guys got some really good redeems there on your channel points. Thank you. Yes, uh, I wish. I wish uh, Bobby, our, the the kind of de facto uh, leader of the Casual Hour, I wish when I told him make something Gundam, he didn't pick G Gundam for one of our rewards. You mean the best Gundam? It's not the best Gundam. It's actually one of the worst Gundams. Um, <laughs> I oh. will fight you to the death on that. But I, uh, I feel I feel I feel cursed by saying that over Gundam Seed. Like, <laughs> come on, dude. I I mean, I haven't watched Seed yet. I'm about to. I'm almost finished with Turn A Gundam. Turn A Gundam, one of the oh. best Gundams. Turn A kicks I ass. I need to catch up on the original series. Oh, it's so good. It's so, so good. I, I'm really, really enjoying it. Anyway, 
Um, so yeah, you can you can find those twitch.tv slash the casual hour. Uh, all of those shows happen at, at 10.30 Central, um, 11.30 Eastern uh, on those Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. I also have a YouTube channel now that I am putting stuff towards. I don't know if I talked about it on the last episode, but uh, I am playing through Super Robot Wars X, and uh, that's been a lot of fun. Not not a handheld game, but I am playing it on the Switch, so you know that's a that's a thing. Um, there is there is going to be a big release coming soon that I'm I'm sure you are super excited for. I'm for more very Mecca. I'm very very excited about Super Robot Wars 30, uh, this 30th anniversary of of that franchise. That'll be fun. Um, but you can search for Chasey K plays C H A S E Y K P L A Y S. That's how you spell that. Um, <laughs> you can search for that on YouTube, and you'll probably find my channel and uh, and see. There are I just finished rendering You've got a lot of episodes, man. Yeah, I just finished rendering part sixty six. I think uh, today. So there are a lot of parts to that, and I've only got a couple more yeah, episodes dude. to go. Um, but that's uh, that's been that's been really fun. And episode new episodes of that come out every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at noon on my youtube channel and uh those those will keep going until mid-november so uh keep looking for those and then uh finally uh you know if you like what we've done oh i guess i should mention with uh with the casual hour um like i said one of our at least one of our hosts is really excited about metroid dread he thinks it's going to be his game of the year uh we do quick looks on our on our youtube channel for that as well that's uh, uh so you can search for the casual hour on youtube and find out find uh, archives of the of the streams that we've done but you can also find quick looks that we put up every tuesday and thursday there there will be a quick look of metroid dread uh in the next couple weeks i imagine Ooh. so keep your eye out for that hey, as Patrick's well an all right dude man yeah he he's a he's a good guy <laughs> even if uh you are only saying that because he likes metroid um lastly uh, i do want to plug one other thing if you if you've enjoyed this talk about metroid 2 if you want to dig a little bit deeper into the differences between metroid 2 metroid samus returns and am2r uh, i would highly suggest you go and watch a video by mike uh, uh, video by mark brown of game makers toolkit on mm-hmm. on youtube uh he's got a, a really really good one that that balances those two you could probably search gmtk mm-hmm. metroid uh, well, you know, you couldn't do that because he does a boss key. Yeah, he, he did a lot of those yeah, Metroid you, games, which are to, all excellent. You'd have to do uh, Metroid. If you want to look at like the, yeah, if yeah. you want to look at like the level design behind Metroid and even Zelda, yep. like his boss keys uh, uh, features are just A class. Looks at like game and level design, it's great. He he does really great work. I know he's actually got a new series where he's making his own game at this point and going mm-hmm. through the entire process of that. He's he's picked a game engine and. He's figuring out what kind of genre and what kind of stuff he wants to make out of that. But uh, his videos are, are very good. And the one on Metroid 2 and its remakes, um, I, I think, was excellent. and was something I used when I was doing some research for this for this show. Matt, that is it. Thanks again for coming on. Whoa. Thank you all for listening. And uh, we'll be back with another episode uh, at some point in the future. <laughs> the galaxy is at peace. Catch you later. Oh, 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 oh